guys. I'm Ray Belli, and this is Words for Granted, a podcast that looks at how words change over time. If you value this show as a free educational resource and you'd like to show your support, you can do so via Patreon. Patreon is a crowdfunding service that allows independent creators to get their work out into the world. If you donate as little as $1 a month, you'll gain access to members-only episodes. 10 bucks a month gets you a mug, and 15 bucks a month lets you choose and, to some extent, produce an entire miniseries with me. But prizes aside, you get to walk away with the satisfaction of knowing that you're directly helping to sustain the output of this independent show. Every little bit adds up, so if you're so inclined, go to patreon.com slash wordsforgranted to find out more, or just go to my website, wordsforgranted.com. I'd like to thank Gary, J-Rob, Max, Matthew, Kate, and Daisy for their recent contributions. The latest Patreon episode explores why the names for the days of the week in Portuguese are so different from their equivalents in the other Romance languages, and I'd like to take a moment to play an excerpt for you. Okay, so it's pretty clear. Pagan deities are bad news, according to St. Martin, and they have no place in the names of the days of the week. Because of his influence, in the region that would eventually become Portugal, the Romance language cognates for the days of the week were discarded and replaced by the names used during Holy Week. Holy Week was now every week. Okay, so if that piqued your interest, you know what to do. Uh, one more thing before I begin. Last time, in the general overview of the history of the days of the week, I said that the word Monday predates the concept of the modern work week by over a millennium. As listener Charles pointed out to me, Jews in the ancient kingdoms of Judah and Israel had a six-day work week similar to our own. Our modern work week is five days long, but the concept is the same. The Jews' equivalent to our weekend was the Sabbath, a holy day set aside for the Lord. I actually knew this, and as it turns out, we'll be talking more about this historical tidbit in our discussion of the word Sunday. However, what I meant by the concept of the modern work week was post-industrial. I was imagining workers sitting in cubicles Monday through Friday when I said that, not the entire scope of the history of the work week itself. So, in a sense, I misspoke. So, I wanted to set that straight. With that said, let's begin looking at the etymologies of the days of the week. Now, if you didn't listen to the previous episode of this show titled Days of the Week, I highly recommend that you do so. You can just stop this episode and come back to it. The Days of the Week episode provides a general historical and cultural overview of the things we're going to discuss over the course of this entire miniseries, and I'm not necessarily going to repeat the material I've already covered. So, there's your warning. The uninitiated proceed at their own risk. So let's start at the beginning of the week with Monday. Monday is ultimately a lone translation of the Latin words dies lunae, which literally means Luna's day. 
In the Roman pantheon of deities, Luna was the divine embodiment of the moon. Luna was also the common noun for the moon, and it's the source of the modern English word lunar. It ultimately comes from the Proto-Indo-European root word luke, meaning bright light, which of course is a fitting description for a goddess of the moon. To this day, modern Romance languages such as Italian, French, and Spanish still pay homage to this pagan Roman moon deity every Monday with the words lunedi, lundi, and lunes, respectively. Now, I'd like to note that there are dozens of other smaller Romance languages and Romance-influenced languages that do the same thing, but since Italian, French, and Spanish are kind of the big three, I'll be sticking with them for my examples. I also have a basic understanding of how to pronounce words in these languages, but trust me, that's not saying much. Anyhow, when the Julian calendar was transmitted to the West Germanic language that would eventually produce Old English, Dies Lunae was translated as Monadag. Monadag literally means Day of the Moon. The Germanic tribes identified the Roman goddess Luna with the native Germanic god Mani, who of course was a divine embodiment of the moon as well. It's interesting to note that the Greeks and Romans personified the moon as a woman, while the Germanic tribes personified the moon as a man. Quite conspicuously, the name Mani is cognate with Mona, the Old English word for moon. Both words ultimately derive from the Proto-Indo-European root word mech, meaning to measure. As it turns out, the word measure itself actually derives from this root word as well, but it came into English not through a Germanic lineage, but via French, via Latin. This same Proto-Indo-European root word, mech, also passed into Old English as monoth, which is the source of our modern English word month. Now, the connections among these various etymologies may not be immediately clear to you, so let me take a moment to break them down. Let's start with that Proto-Indo-European root word, mech, which again means to measure. Why would a prehistoric word meaning to measure be related to the words moon and month? Well, in prehistoric societies, people used the phases of the moon to measure the passing of time. Actually, we still do this today. One lunar cycle, that is the amount of time it takes for the moon to orbit the Earth, takes approximately one month. Looking at the Old English word mona, meaning moon, and its very close cognate, monoth, meaning month, we can glimpse this intimate relationship from a linguistic point of view. The word monoth is simply the word mona with a th suffix added to the end of it. That th suffix is probably cognate with the th suffix at the end of ordinal numbers greater than four, as in fourth, fifth, sixth, and so on. If we're getting technical, the th suffix would not have been written with a th in Old English, but that's besides the point. 
This grammatical relationship between the words for moon and month are similar in all of the modern Germanic languages, so we can deduce that the early Germanic tribes interpreted the months as an ordering of the moon and its cycles. Of course, today, the genetic relationship among the words moon, month, and Monday is obscured because of sound shifts that have occurred in the English language over time. If we pronounced month as month and Monday as moonday, all of these linguistic connections would be very clear. By the way, the Latin word for month is mensis, which also derives from this Indo-European root word mech. That doesn't have anything to do with the etymology of Monday per se, but it's worth mentioning because it shows that the Romans made a linguistic connection between the concepts of measuring and the months as well. Okay, let's move on to the etymology of Tuesday. The Latin word for Tuesday was dies martis, literally the day of Mars. In the Roman pantheon of gods, Mars was the god of war. Of course, when we hear Mars, the first thing we think of is the fourth planet in our galaxy, but the planet is actually named after the god, not vice versa. Since Dies Martis was named after the planet, the chronological order of things given the name Mars is the Roman god, the planet, and then the day of the week. This is the chronological order in which all of the Roman gods were incorporated into the Latin names for the days of the week. I intimated this in the general overview episode, but I figured that it would be worth mentioning explicitly. The ultimate etymology of Mars is unknown. Before 75 BCE, Mars was known in Latin by the older name Mawars. Cognates of Mars describing a similar war deity appear in the Oscan and Umbrian languages, both of which are long-dead sister languages of Latin that were once spoken by neighboring Italic tribes on the Italian peninsula. Linguists have proposed mawort as the proto-Italic root word from which all of these cognates derive, but we can't trace the root back further than that. Proto-Italic, by the way, is the name of the hypothetical mother tongue that produced Latin and its smaller and forgotten sister languages once spoken on the Italian peninsula. Since Mawort was simply the proper name of an older form of this same Italic war god, we may never know what the root of the word actually meant. Some scholars have attributed the name Mars to Maris, a non-Indo-European Etruscan deity, but this is not a universally held opinion. At any rate, Italian, French, and Spanish still pay homage to this pagan Roman war deity every Tuesday with the words Martedi, Mardi, and Martes, respectively. When the Julian calendar was adapted by the West Germanic tribes, the god Martis was identified with the native Germanic deity Tiwaz. By the time Old English evolved out of the West Germanic language, the pronunciation of Tiwaz had shifted to Tu, thus producing the word Tuisdag, literally the day of Tu. This, of course, gave us the modern word Tuesday. If we trace the etymology of tu all the way back to the Proto-Indo-European language, 
we find that it ultimately comes from the root word dieus, which meant God. The shift from the original Proto-Indo-European D sound at the beginning of dieus to the T sound at the beginning of two is a common feature that evolved in the Proto-Germanic language as it broke away from its mother tongue. Now, dieus, this Proto-Indo-European root word meaning God, vaguely resembles a certain English word for God, that is, God with a lowercase g. That English word is deity, and deity, indeed, ultimately derives from this same root word. Divine, which means godlike, comes from this root word, too. Deity and divine came into English via French, via Latin, but nonetheless, deity, divine, and Tuesday are ultimately cognate. I'd like to dwell on this Proto-Indo-European root word, dieus, a little more. At first, this will appear like a massive digression, but after a few minutes, you'll see how all of this ties together. Dieus was not only the word for God in the Proto-Indo-European language, but scholars also believe that it was the proper name of the chief god in the religious pantheon of the Proto-Indo-European people. Dieus was to the Proto-Indo-Europeans what Zeus was to the Greeks and what Jupiter was to the Romans and what the Abrahamic God was and still is to Christians, Muslims, and Jews. Actually, the comparison of Dieus to the Abrahamic God is a little off because Dieus was the chief god of a polytheistic religion, not a monotheistic one. But maybe we can find another connection between the Abrahamic God and Dieus. As you know by now, Rome originally had a pagan polytheistic religion. In Latin, Deus originally was the generic term for God, that is, God with a lowercase g. However, after Rome was Christianized, the word Deus became associated with the Christian God, so it became the word for the one and only God, that is, God with a capital G. After the fall of Rome, Deus passed into all of the Romance languages as the word for God with a capital G. What this means is that the Italian word Dio, the French word Du, and the Spanish word Dios all actually derive from a very ancient, long-forgotten, unrecorded, patriarchal pagan deity. It also means that the Romance cognates of the word Deus are also cognate with the Germanic god Tiwaz, and by extension, the modern English word Tuesday. It's pretty crazy stuff, if you ask me, and much to my delight, we'll be returning to this root word Deus again over the course of this miniseries on the days of the week. I'd like to mention one more thing about Tuesday and the Germanic god Tu before we wrap up. Because Tu is a direct linguistic descendant of the Proto-Indo-European root word Dieus, which again was the proper name of the chief Proto-Indo-European god, scholars believe that Tu was originally the chief god of the Germanic pantheon. However, as the Germanic tribes began to split up and migrate, 
the significance of the god too began to fade, and the role of the chief patriarchal god was filled by the more familiar god, Odin, or Woden, depending on which tradition you're referring to. Spoiler alert, the modern English word Wednesday is the descendant of the Old English for Woden's Day. Anyway, since it's believed that the Germanic tribes adapted the Julian calendar after the Common Germanic period, by this point in history, two may have had a relatively reduced role in the pantheon of Germanic deities. Perhaps the naming of Tuesday was something of a deliberate homage to an older, fading tradition. Okay, that's it for this one, guys. I hope you loved it. As always, I'd like to remind you to follow the show on Facebook and Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Words for Granted, and I'm on Facebook as Words for Granted. If you love the show, please, please, please leave a review and rating on iTunes or whatever podcasting platform that you use. I know it takes a second of your time, but positive reviews are how most new people will find out about this show. I promise. If you've got questions, comments, criticisms, or anything at all, email me at wordsforgranted at gmail.com. That's all for now. I'll see you next time here at Words for Granted.